Welcome to part two of Health System CIO's interview with Craig Richardville, CIO at SCL Health. In this chapter, he talks about the need for IT leaders to be transparent, not just about the initiatives you're doing, but also the ones you're not doing. How having the right vision can enable organizations to be agile while also adhering to the overall strategy and why it's become increasingly important for CIOs to be able to anticipate changes and pivot accordingly. The following Health System CIO podcast is brought to you by LK, a nationwide leader in healthcare connectivity. Decommission your legacy systems with LK Archive. All systems, all data, one consolidated solution. Retain 100% of your legacy data at 20% of the cost with LK Archive. For more information, visit lk.com. That's E-L-L-K-A-Y dot com. So the plan was announced in January, and then yep. it was an understanding from the beginning that you were going to kind of put together the pieces that you felt were necessary to, to carry out the plan. Exactly, to carry out the uh, corporate strategy. So for right, me, right. what we did is we developed what I'm calling is kind of a roadmap. And the roadmap consists of 10 programs, and those 10 programs support the strategic plan of the organization. Right, okay. So it's important for me, for all of our associates, to understand there's one strategy, and all of our work needs to tie into the strategy of the company. Right. So we do things around digital or technology or CRM or any one of those 10 major programs, and those programs are more like a product. So it's moving into a product-type uh, format, product and programs versus projects. And those tie directly into our mission for 2025, which is SCL Health's brand for the strategic uh, plan. Okay. What you did as far as reorganizing and then repurposing some of these roles, um, it, it seems like you had kind of that first period where you were really observing things. So. So that's something that you really felt was important to kind of have dedicated CTO and then the VP of app and digital services. I imagine that they are going to be working together quite a bit. Totally. Yeah, so all these mm -hmm. plans, these programs uh, have their own lead and they have their own governance, but they're all tied back in together and the same going all the way across. So the way that uh, we work is we work as uh, one service unit or one division and everybody has their own different tool belt that they're bringing, uh, that they're kind of the subject matter experts that they're bringing to the table. But we're all looking for the unification of supporting the single strategy that the company develops. And so all of these will be done uh, in unison with each other, uh, and they will have the um, – maybe one way you kind of word it is uh, just to ensure that when you come into a new organization that you don't come in with preconceived notions or this is mm -hmm. what we're going to be doing, you really got to take that step back and be quiet the first 30 to 45 days and really just listen and learn about what the right. current state is, learn about what some of the history is, talk to the, the leadership in place about what their vision is, where they want to go in the next three to five years, and develop that gap analysis and develop during that assessment of where do I need to repurpose certain roles, find the right people for those roles, put the programming around the initiatives and then feed into the company's you know, strategic plan, which is all supported obviously by um, the CEO, the board, all the way down through all associates to make sure that the effort and that the direction that we're taking 
is fully in line with supporting and achieving and realizing strategic imperatives that have been uh, shared with us. Right. And it makes a lot of sense to have a, a dedicated VP for, for digital services do you think that what was happening before and what is happening is that digital responsibilities are kind of shared across different positions, which is understandable, but talk about why you felt like you really needed one person who was sitting over that. Yeah, and, and that's the key with data, that's the key with digital, and a couple of the other areas is what they are is, in many cases, the chief digital officer or chief data officer, they are that person that helps coordinate and collaborate with the rest of the organization around those services. So it's mm-hmm. not that it is a direct line responsibility in many cases. So and what they're doing is they're taking an inventory of all of our digital work that's going on today, which is happening in multitude of different areas. We're inventorying the work to make sure we don't duplicate it. We're inventorying it to make sure when new things happen, can we leverage an existing project or program that's already in place? And then it's creating new work things that we haven't done or want to expand or extend something farther. And I think it's just as important to understand what you're not doing, that you're not going to be looking at blockchain, for example, at this moment. You're going to kind of put that in the no list. So it really is creating a world around digital or a world around data and making sure that we understand what work is being done now and where so we can make sure there's alignment and consistency looking at creating the new work that we want to do in order to accelerate or to achieve some of the strategic priorities and the expectations of the company and of of our patients. Then also then creating a bucket of work that is kind of on hold or the no bucket at the moment so that we know we're making an intentful decision to say not at this time so that those things don't keep coming up or people are putting their wheels on certain functions or features that just at this point aren't a priority. And they may be in the near future or in the far future, or possibly never at all. But I want to make sure that it's intentful when we say no to something that we realize, you know, that it is going then into that third bucket of work. And the digital is that way, the data is that way, the IT risk is that way. So a lot of these initiatives really is coordinating the events that are happening across the organization, not necessarily a direct line responsibility, as opposed to maybe the chief technology officer or the chief applications officer or vice president of applications, much of their work is within their span of control. Mm-hmm. So you know, they are right. expected to deliver the technology for the applications, but digital data, CRM that way, IT risk is that way. They're really expected to coordinate the efforts, but not necessarily have that be a direct line responsibility. So there'll still be a lot of work happening in innovation, a lot of work happening in marketing, a lot of work happening in our medical group, in our acute care operations, in our business services, but they're going to be coordinating that work and making sure that aligns with where we want to head to to support the uh, strategic vision of the company. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, definitely. And this is really a, a lot for, uh, for about six months. But I, yeah, you know, it's been five. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Not even six. It, it's a lot. But I'm sure that it's something where, you know, you really did want to hit the ground running and get the, the pieces in place that are needed for the organization to move forward. Yes. Even if, of course, you know, you do take the time to get to know the people, get to know how things are done. I imagine there's still an art to to making changes and to doing it in a way that that's respectful. And I'm sure that that's, that's not always easy to do, especially when maybe there is a short timeline. 
Yeah, you know, it is. That's certainly part of, you know, going through and managing these changes is truly to understand what impact you're going to have upon people and persons and the organization and patients and providers and making sure that this is all done in a very thoughtful way. And a lot of that happens with the partnerships and the relationships with many of your other service departments or the care delivery sites and locations and make sure that you that you are taking a kind of a full 360 view of these types of decisions and the direction that you're taking. So, for example, as you start moving a lot through the people process of assuring that uh, you, you can define what the right seats need to look like, that you can either retain or recruit the, the right people in those seats in order to provide the level of service and success that's expected is that, you know, a tight partnership with human resources is certainly important to make sure that things are done in a very thoughtful manner as you start making a lot of these changes. On the process side, certainly uh, developing the relationships. So the next phase, we'll be developing what I call accountable executives. So every executive within the organization will have an IT counterpart who serves as kind of the account manager for them and their area of their services. And part of their responsibility, and this continues to grow people to look, again, more broadly outside of silos and break down the silos across the whole organization. When they meet yeah. with their counterparts, they'll be bringing everything that we're doing to them. So they'll share with them, here's all the major initiatives that's happening within ITDS. Here's all the major initiatives that are happening that are generated by you. Here's some of the initiatives that are happening that might affect you. And here's some of the other things that um, we decided maybe not to do at this time. So they get a full representation of all the services. So. If you're talking to somebody in one of the clinic service lines or talking to somebody in one of the system support or corporate areas, they're getting a 360 view of all of our work. And then there's obviously more of a focus or a drill down into the work that either they're leading or that's impacting them or that they're impacting others. But there's also the intent to make sure that they understand all that's happening in other places of the organization so that they are aware of all the activity that is happening and Maybe at some time that, that kind of spurs an additional conversation is, well, maybe that's something that I want to learn more about or be part of, or now I understand the attention being given to some other area outside of theirs because that's something that the company has prioritized overall. So it's really, you know, that's kind of the next level for me for maturity is by the end of the year, have all these programs built out, shared and approved by uh, the program members of the senior team, the CEO, the board where applicable and really be able to start putting forth the progress of, of working the plan. So it's a simplistic right. part of the plan, the work, work, the plan. And so we are planning the work over a multi-year investment strategy that has very defined measurements of success. So as we continue to mature and learn, we'll figure out uh, where we've done well and where areas that we can learn from. Right seems like the key focus for you has been getting the pieces into place to really be able to go forward with maybe the more specific core objectives, but really making sure that the support is there, that infrastructure. Yes, that's exactly right. And in the meantime, since you do know where your vision is and you know how you want to get there, you can make some decisions immediately. And so we've made plenty of decisions over the last five months that that still support what this vision and direction is going to be. So you don't have to wait for the whole thing to be built out. It's kind of a 
our form of being very agile with uh, the work that we're doing and how we want to deliver services out to the organization. And so as things do come up, we'll go ahead and, and be very uh, flexible, very intentful, but still maintain those guardrails of ensuring that we are progressing forward with any of these decisions or any of these investments toward the larger picture. So we're not waiting for the whole design to be completed, but we're actually right. starting to achieve successes as we speak in order to uh, be prepared for some of these larger investments or larger programs as they start to appear you know, over the next several sure. months. Sure. To some extent, it's a work in progress, too. So it's a, probably not a point where you're ever going to be com you know, completely no, done exactly and ready right. on one point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're exactly right. And that's, and that's the same with our strategy, and that's the same, I think, you know, over the last couple of decades, people have learned where automation and being in a digital world makes it a lot easier as things can, things are very dynamic. Things can change very quickly. Things that are unplanned for do arise. And your ability to be able to maneuver as appropriate and still move the organization, support it toward the achievement of its strategies and initiatives is important because things that are here today weren't here a year ago. Some things that are unexpected uh, you know, will be happening you know, a year from now. And we have to be prepared to be able to take a, a little bit of a left or a little bit of a right. In the majority of the cases, it's not like a really sharp, hard turn or a complete stop because you've thought about what the future's going to lay. And so that's part of my job and our job is to make sure we're ahead of the actual execution by two, three years ahead of time so that we can be prepared for when those things start to come up. So knowing that voice will continue to grow, for example, we are building platforms and prepared to embrace voice. And if you look at things like contact centers, uh, of how you want to relate back to either your providers or with your employees, your people, or with patients, you can look at, and as we start moving toward a consumer digital world more and more, and you look at one of the, large, the largest retailer, Amazon, and they don't even have a contact or a call center, right? It's all mm -hmm. done through very intuitive methods. It's all done through AI. It's all done through self-service, and yet we all achieve high levels of satisfaction, much more efficient. We prefer to do it on our time and on our schedule. And so as we continue to mature, we need to be prepared ourselves for a world or a community that expects us to be able to provide service in that efficient, quick, easy way and really bring in those services and the ability to access those services to the patients and to our consumers versus having them come to us for services or care or anything else. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.